Kia from your Every Nation Southside family here in Papatoitoi, Auckland. You are now listening to a podcast from our church service and we pray that you will be blessed by it. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or feel free to contact our church office. Praise God. Okay, so this is the third part of our series, Check Yourself. And I'm going to be talking about the path to greatness. Turn to someone and say, the path to greatness. Okay, the path to greatness. Following Jesus means serving and not being served. I'm just going to read this scripture. Today we're going to be talking about Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 to 28. I'm just going to read from verse 20 right now. Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? He asked. She replied, in your kingdom... Please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and one on your left. But Jesus answered by saying to them, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Oh, yes, they replied. We are able. Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from the bitter cup, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten of the disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. Verse 28, please read with me. Sorry, 25. But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of this world lorded over their people and officials, flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you will be your slave. For when the Son of Man came not to be served, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. This morning, church, I would like us to really just examine our hearts. The series is called Check Yourself. And so I really want us to really open up our hearts to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. I pray that the Holy Spirit is just going to really speak to you and that we can examine ourselves and really ask God to show us areas in our lives that we need to surrender over to him. Amen? Because you need to understand that everything begins in your heart. And before I can really talk about serving, I've got to talk to your heart first. Because everything that goes on on the inside will be a reflection of what's going to happen on the outside. Amen. And so, you know, you come to this church, you hear all about making disciples, you hear about serving all the time. It can be something that just goes in and out. But I need to speak to you, to your heart this morning so that you're really going to be transformed, so that the Holy Spirit can really do something on the inside so that our actions will reflect it on the outside. Amen. Okay. The thing is, is I don't want to just speak to your head knowledge. There's got to be a direct connection between here and here. Because that's what's going to make you serve Jesus till he calls you home. All right? That's what's kept me here all this time. <laughs> you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that we are in a spiritual battle. And if you didn't know that today, you're going to know it now. <laughs> you need to understand that the enemy is real. His name is Satan, and he doesn't want you to know God. He doesn't want you to discover the greatest potential that God has put inside of you that will only be unlocked when you're serving him. And when you're walking in his presence. There is a battle for your life. The enemy doesn't want you to hear the truth. You need to understand that today. When Ulu was speaking up there and he said, chase down. You need to understand today, God is chasing you down. You need to heed what the Holy Spirit is saying. There is a battle for your life. He doesn't want you to know. And he doesn't want you 
to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. The enemy tried to take me out so many times. You can ask these two what he's tried to do. But no demon in hell is going to stop me from doing what God has called me to do. I know I'm called to preach this gospel. And that's why I'm here standing here today to tell you that there is a battle for your life. One of the things that tries to come against you is apathy. Another thing that tries to come against you is complacency. What is apathy? What is apathy? It's a lack of enthusiasm, lack of passion. What is complacency? The enemy wants you to sit comfortably in your sin. Comfortable in just sitting in the place where God has not called you to be in. He wants you to stay there so that you will not walk in the fullness of what God has for you. Over this nation, the enemy tries to come in to steal the fire of God's people. Many times in my life, I gave my life to Christ when I was 19. I'm in my 30s now, but I praise God by His grace. I'm still on fire for Him, only by His grace, because I've understood this, that over this nation, the enemy will try to steal my passion from Jesus. You know, we come here today, we say we love Jesus, but you haven't even opened up your Bible from Monday to Sunday. I'm not talking about a Sunday Christian. Many times we come here and your whole Christianity is just summed up by two hours here in this church. The moment you walk out of these doors from Monday to Saturday, you're not opening the word. You're not spending time with God. The only way you're going to counteract this, ladies and gentlemen, is the zeal of the Lord. The zeal of the Lord with knowledge. You need to understand that this word is the only thing that is going to keep you in the presence of God. You've got to open up this word. The reason why I bought this pretty Bible is because I want to open it. I, you know, many of you, your Bible sitting at home has got dust, cobwebs, and whatnot. But you need to open it up. I went and invested in this thing. I bought it because I want to open it. I bought, an, I bought a, a version that will relate to me because I want to spend time in him. I don't want the enemy to take me out. I don't want him to steal my destiny. And the only way he's going to steal it is if I allow him. It's the same with you. You see, Southside, ooh, you got me preaching today. You know, I haven't even gotten into my notes, but see, God came here to talk to you. You need to understand that. I sat here when I was 19. Oh, well, in Otara when we first started. Chris knows he's been there since the beginning. <laughs> Praise God for you. Chris is still here. Amen. He's still here. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand there's a battle for your life. You need to open up this word. This is what is going to fuel your passion. It's this. People see me on the campus. They say, are you still here? Yes. Because I believe in what God has called me to do. I want to see young people following God. I'm tired of seeing young people throwing away their destiny. I'm sick of it. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm still here. Praise Jesus. I'm still here. <laughs> you need to understand. You need to understand this. And see, for a seed to grow from the ground, it must be watered, tended, taken care of. That's the same as your spiritual life. God, you've got to water it every day. You've got to keep that fire burning. Jesus said, but among you, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. Whoever, whoever wants to be first among you must become a slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Before you will be fully committed to serving Christ and serving others, like I said, the only way it will come naturally is if you're spending that time with God. The more I'm up here, the more I'm going to keep telling you to spend time with God. Every time you see me, I'm going to tell you to keep spending time with God because it's only God. I can only stand up here because of God. And you need to understand that God wants us to feel that passion and feel that fire with his word. You know, every, since God has placed us here, this church is a family. And in a family, we love everybody, but we also serve. 
If you walk into your household, you see your kids not doing anything else, you're going to get up and you're going to say, hey, you see how the dishes haven't been done? You get up there and you clean these dishes, all right? This is not a hotel. That's what my mother always says to me. This is not a hotel. When I come home from, from New Zealand, I'm, I go to Fiji for my holiday. I walk into the house and for one day I'm treated like a princess. Then the next day, get up, hey, come on, we have to do all these things. You know? In the house, you know, it doesn't matter, but we're a family. You gotta do something, right? And so the same thing here. This is a church family. We've got to serve. You need to understand that everybody here is good at something. I look out in the crowd, I know everyone here is good at something. Everybody's talented. God has put strengths and gifts inside of you. And the question is, will you invest that and serve in the kingdom and serve others? It's very obvious that James is a talented musician. It's very obvious that his seller is a beautiful singer. It's talents and gifts. If you ask me to make a sandwich, I'll just slap two slices of bread, stick the butter in there, stick the chicken, whatever. <laughs> listen, listen to this story, it's good. You ask me to make a sandwich, I'll just get the bread from Countdown, stick some butter, stick some ham, throw in the coleslaw, mayonnaise, and I give it to you. But when you ask Tayai to make a sandwich, ho, 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 it's gourmet. That sandwich is from heaven, I'm telling you. She woke up at 5 a.m. to bake that bread. Oh, my gosh. When you taste that sandwich, it was made with love. You look at my sandwich, then you look at her sandwich. You look at my sandwich, that sandwich needs a prayer. You know, you look at my sandwich, her Tayai sandwich, you know she poured her heart and soul into it. She's serving you. She didn't just wake up and give you the sandwich. She's in the kitchen and she's serving with all her heart and soul. Because in this house and in this family, that's her gift. That's her talent. And she wants to serve not only God, but she wants to serve you. And doesn't it bless everybody when we walk into the cafeteria and we look, we're like, mmm. Yes, the hospitality team. That's why I wasn't picked to be in the hospitality team. Lord, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, people. You see, you need to understand, in this passage, the disciples wanted a place of honor. They wanted some recognition. But what Jesus is saying is to be great in his eyes is actually to serve and to think of others, to consider other, others more than ourselves. He describes leadership from a new perspective. You see, in the world... Ooh, sorry, this is very important, yes. It is not an accident that this nation and this country is named New Zealand. You see, God wants to do something special, and he wants to give us that zeal to continue in him. You need to remember, we, I find it so, I find it a huge blessing that God would pick me from Fiji and place me here, because this is a land of warriors. This land is not like any other land, and its name is New Zealand. So you need to heed that. See, in this, in this world, to be great, it's all about position. If you're in that position of authority, it's all about you being the boss and tell everybody what to do. But in the kingdom, to be great and to be a leader is actually to serve other people. Jesus' mission was to serve others and to give his life away because a real leader has a servant's heart. You can ask anyone on the street what success is, and they'll tell you money, prestige, power, and fame. Even in churches, people can get mistaken and misled by how big their service is, and they think that that is what a success is. But none of, the thing, none of those things are evil, ladies and gentlemen. It's when those things become the goal and the definition and the success of your life, when money and power and fame becomes the goal and the definition and the purpose that you want, then you're now stepping away from godliness into worldliness. 
But Jesus sets a high example for us to see. He left the heavens. Man, he left his throne room to become man. He was born in a stable. You know, this is the king of kings. He should be born in the most expensive hospital. But he was born in a manger, a dirty old farm. He lowered himself. He who is God considered himself not equal with God, but he humbled himself and took the form of a servant. So to be great, it's not a bad thing, ladies and gentlemen. I really believe that God does desire for us to be great. He does desire for us to have big dreams, and he wants us to achieve the highest potential, you know. He wants us to reach for those dreams. But it must come by glorifying him and through serving others. That should be the motive of our heart. You see, everybody here is good at something. Are you going to invest those gifts and strengths into the kingdom by serving others? Even serving others in your workplace from Monday to Saturday. I'm not talking about just Sunday. I'm talking about your daily life. Are you willing to be a blessing to your boss? Praying for them, serving them, working wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Not working just for yourself, but you're working as unto the Lord. You're doing those accounts with all your heart. You're working hard because you want to honor him by serving others. I'm talking about a Monday to Saturday Christianity. I'm not talking about just here. Let's quickly look at this passage in Romans 12, Romans 6, 12 to 13. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to your sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument for evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your body, your whole body, as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. When I read this, sometimes I think, are we giving our hearts wholeheartedly to the Lord? Am I really serving him when, he's not, when, when no one here is looking? Or is it just lip service? I just come here with my lips I'm good. I'm, I'm praising God. But my actions are not following. Lip service is an insincere expression of words. Oh, lip service is an insincere expression of service by words only. Sometimes we tend to just open our Bible but not read it and apply it. Will you be intentional about seeking God? Because what I want to say to you is you really will only serve when you're sitting at the feet of the Father. You real, really will only give your heart wholeheartedly and your actions will only reflect your private time with Him. And out of that time sitting with the Lord, He's going to instruct you. He's going to motivate you, inspire you, encourage you. He's going to speak life over you. He's going to tell you how much he loves you. He's going to tell you to put that business proposal through because he believes in you, because it's what he's called you to do. And you can serve other people because you're sitting with him first. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to those sinful desires. Instead, give yourself completely to God. You see, I had to be very intentional, ladies and gentlemen, about my own time with the Lord. Because zeal without knowledge will not last. I wanted to make sure that when I heard this word, all the way when I was 19, I came as a student. 
that I would still be on fire for the Lord. And you know why? It's because I had some really good sisters that helped me. I want to share something here. This is 2008 at my graduation at the University of Auckland. And this is 10 years later last year when we went to Brisbane. If you don't know who that other girl is, that's Lily, who is Auntie Lily and Uncle Tufinga's daughter. <laughs> and obviously that's Tyler as well. But you see, we all came to study at the same time. And Every Nation Campus was present when I was 19. And I graduated at that time. And these are my sisters that walked with me. And we decided, you know what, we're going to follow God. At this time, Pastor Ken was preaching and he said, you better make sure that you're spending that time with God because 10 years later, are you still going to be serving him? 10 years later, are you still as passionate to follow him? 10 years later, are you still going to honor him with your life? And you know, I praise God, it's by his grace that I look back and my best friends are still walking next to me, still on fire for God. In that time, in that 10 years, we've accomplished so much. We've planted churches. Lily has started my story. She's, we've moved countries. God has been, enabled us to, be, to use our gifts and our talents to release blessing on the earth. I look at my sisters and when we were 19, we're in our 30s now. We're still walking strong with God because we're walking arm by arm, side by side, reminding each other, reminding each other, look, sis, hey, you're playing up. That's what we tell each other. We've had fights. We, you know, sisters, we fight. We argue with each other. We fight to the death because <laughs> we're all strong. And we're like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. You know? But you know what? When one of us, all, of, all, all we've got to do is one of us has got to say this word and it just cuts, boom. I've been told, sis, you've got pride. You need to humble yourself. And it, it, I don't like hearing it. But I trust my sisters. They've been walking with me since I was 19. They love the Lord. They will not compromise their faith. And you know what? That zeal only came because Christ put that in us. Because we've learned that this is the number one thing that will keep us serving. I messaged my sister, Lily. We were on our group chat. And I said, sis, I'm preaching tomorrow. She said, kill it, sis. Kill it. You tell those people, you know. Because when we were young, and I think, I'm so thankful for the su'as. Because in their house, they served us. That house served so many young people. In that house, Toan Gadi, Maylene and Albert. I just remember, everybody, Ignalia, people were just coming through. They opened their hearts and their house to serve the next generation. And here we are, 10 years later, even stronger, still moving for God, still going, still serving still fighting for the next generation. I will fight to the death to see the young people know God. I don't care. I will intercede in my room. I will cry on my knees. On my knees, I'm crying. I'm crying. Lord, please, please bring back my brothers. Lord, please, please, Lord, let them hear your voice once again. I want to see them run, run to what God has for them. I want to see your businesses flourish so you can fund the kingdom, so you can serve God with your wealth. Does that make sense to be great, ladies and gentlemen? You've got to be a servant. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to say, God, you can use me, Lord, you can use me. I think of Cicela, who's released, who we, we were recording on Friday with our wonderful worship team. 
But I think of my sister who was singing right from 10 years ago. I still remember she was singing, prophesying as she was singing. We went to Fiji, we planted a church, prophesying, singing. Now that church is flourishing. Over 200 people are going into that church. Lives are changed. People who abused, marriages who were broken. My friend just got married, remarried. One of my best friends from high school. Now in our Fiji church, just got remarried in the weekend. Because she was singing over the people, singing songs of deliverance. You got to understand that it's not about you. Man, it's not about you, ladies and gentlemen. It's just not about you. You got to understand that. In this house, I'm going to wrap up slowly. My word is short because I don't need to stand up here and keep telling you the same thing. You just got to do it. Amen? You know, I don't want the last thing. It'll be a sad day. If this church is we, all we do is just come here, sing a couple of songs, go home, still the same. I don't want to wake up at 70 years old, 80 years old, if by God's grace I get there. I don't want to wake up at that age and look back and think, oh, I didn't use any of my gifts for the Lord. Oh, I regret. I should have done that. I should have done that. I should have done that. No. I want to stand and, and I want to look out and I go, man, thank you, God, that my life, you could use me. You could have used me. You've got to serve. You know, in your job, there are people around you and you're the answer to their prayer. You, it's you. As you serve them, as you love them, you make their cup of tea, you just ask them how they are, you pray for them. But one, they're going to see your life and they're going to know this, this person is different. This person loves the Lord. It's going to open the door for people to come into his kingdom. Amen? The last thing I want to ask, can I please have the keys? It's, it's really short because, honestly, it doesn't need to be long. This is about your life. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must become a slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life for many. Here's my next question to you, and it's probably one of my last ones as well. Um, are you in position? Are you doing what God has called you to do? Are you in position? Many people are out of position. But I praise God for who he is because he's the one that puts us in the path again and helps us to serve him wholeheartedly. You know, in this church, everyone is good at something. Before you came in here, you didn't see Uncle Otto who, who woke up early to open up this church at 9 a.m., you walked in here, oh, the floor's clean, but he was the one, he's the one quickly sweeping it to serve you. You may walk in here late, you just on the third song, but you don't see the worship team that's been serving since 9 a.m. and on Wednesday working every single Sunday so that you can have an encounter with God. They're serving you. And of course, our beautiful kids' church team who's looking after your babies so that you can sit here to get encouraged. And when we finish... Our wonderful hospitality team is probably already there right now because they heard me say this is the last point. Behind the scenes, serving. Everyone in here is good at something. And I, I want to encourage you, please invest it into the kingdom. If you don't know what you're good at, it's still okay because just serve and be, have a willing heart because as you serve, God will open up the doors for you and he will show you and that's where you actually discover what you're good at. Does that make sense? The only reason why I'm able to do this today is because I discovered it while serving, serving in youth, serving in campus, and I had to speak in different places, and then I discovered, hey, I've got a speaking gift. 
It's the same thing for you. You may not be good at something right now. You may not know what it is. But as you just serve faithfully, God will show you and he'll open it up. Are you in position? This is the family of God. This is the house of God. And in the house, we're going to serve. Amen. You know, in the short time that I've been here on this earth, everything great that I've done in the short time that I've been here, it's always been done with other people. And it's always been done by serving somebody else. It's never been about what I could do. It's always been about what, how I've been able to serve others. And to be honest, it's brought me so much joy, excitement. You know, when you walk in the purpose that God has for you. And that's what I want to encourage you today. Let's serve. Let's serve, ladies and gentlemen. One last story. When I gave my life to Christ at 19, because I came as an international student, the person that led me to the Lord, um, her and her family would pick me up every Sunday. At the time, I lived in Remuera, St. John's. Our church was in Otara. They came from out west. Every Sunday. And I don't. back then, if for those of you who were here back then, you'd know there was something happening almost every day. It was so exciting, and it still is today. Like Tuesday, there'd be a prayer meeting. Wednesday, there'd be like a practice. Thursday, there was NLI. And then Friday, you know, can do whatever. And then Sunday, they, uh, we had church. So every day, they were picking me up. They were serving me. But look at where I am today because somebody was serving me. They were picking me up, coming from out west to drop me off to pick me up, to take me to all these things because I was so hungry and I wanted to be used by God. But because they served me, it pushed me to the level where God wants me to be. And that's what God wants to do with you too, is you can be a blessing to other people. But it's going to come from us in this house, all putting our work together. Not just the pastors, not just the worship team, but everyone. You're all good at something. And I want to encourage and challenge you to sow it into the kingdom. Amen? Why don't we stand? This is... This is the end of my word. Why don't we stand? Father, thank you.